It's the 2022 World Cup. It's the squad update for Ecuador. Hello and welcome to the International Soccer Preview by Soccer Files Canada. I'm Kevin and today we'll be updating Ecuador's squad for the 2022 World Cup. Uh, we have done a media cast on the groups, which took a look, uh, a close look at Ecuador's team, as well as a player media cast, which went through each of the candidates uh, for making the squad. Um, there are also short versions of those, and the player edition ended with a prediction of the starters, and uh, we're going to do the same thing here, updated on the new information. Uh, so this media cast is an addendum to that. Uh, in other words, we won't be repeating all of that, but we will be summarizing the key information and adding on to it. Uh, so it's not necessary to listen to that uh, full-length version, but the conclusions we draw here are both based on that information and explained in more detail there. So we do recommend the full player media cast, but if we have time, we're hoping to release a player version focused solely on the final squad, so giving the bios of just those 26 players who made it. Uh, well, the final squads have been released, and today we'll find out how accurate we were in our predictions. So we're going to list the names of the candidates and then announce who made the preliminary squad, if there is one, and then the final squad. Uh, as we guessed, most squads had a few surprises, players who didn't make it and uh, new or unexpected players who did. So we'll go over those players and then uh, summarize them in a handy package at the end. Uh, we'll also discuss whether the selections and games played since June 2022 have changed our thoughts on our predicted starters and on the team's prospects. So uh, here we go. Uh, we're going to begin with uh, the formations. Well, we're really focused on the September games here, but oops, something dreadful happened to my graphics there. Um, yeah, we're focusing on the September games, but we're going to kind of do a review of the formations uh, over the last little while. So um, let's take a look. Uh, <clears throat> okay, well, we can see uh, the pattern here. They always have uh, four at the back, only one game where they uh, deviated from that with five at the back. And uh, generally, it's a three-line uh, three uh, formation, so uh, maybe a 4-4-2 four, four, uh, or a 4-4-3-3. Four, four, three, three. Four, three, three. Uh, we've even seen a 3-4-3 a three, three there. Uh, but the point there is that there's, uh, you know, defense, midfield, and forwards. So uh, only sometimes is the defense divided into two parts. Uh, let's take a closer look at their friendlies here. And uh, they had three games. Uh, the first one was in Spain against Saudi Arabia. That was a nil-nil draw. And then in Germany against Japan, that was also a nil-nil draw both of those games in September. And then we have a, a very recent friendly on November 12th in Spain uh, versus Iraq. And guess what? A nil-nil draw. <laughs> so uh, um, that kind of gives us a bit what to expect uh, going into the cup, a very kind of defensive team, maybe a bit of struggle scoring, which we'll look, in, uh, look at in more detail later. Uh, in terms of formation, it was a 4-3-3, um, 
and then a 4-2-3-1 in games four and five. Uh, sorry, in games um, in the two September games, and then a 4-3-3 in the November games. So uh, twice using a 4-3-3, which at least in recent times seems to be uh, their preferred formation. And um, uh, 4-2-3-1, kind of their backup formation. So actually a lot of variety uh, in the Copa America and in World Cup qualifying, but in the last couple of games of World Cup qualifying and in all the friendlies since, it's been one of those two formations, 4-3-3 or 4-2-3-1. And uh, all three of their recent friendlies in September and uh, November uh, seem to involve starters or at least starters under consideration. Uh, however, uh, Game 3 in November seemed to be missing their European players. Uh, the game played on November 12th was when uh, club play was still going on in Europe. So I noticed a lot of the um, European-based players uh, missing from that. So no really experimentive uh, uh, friendlies there. Uh, so it seems like they're kind of... Uh, maybe making some final decisions as to who's going to be starters and giving those players some uh, time together on the field uh, rather than kind of figuring out uh, new things. Okay, well, enough of that. Let's move on to the um, uh, the squad and we'll begin with the manager. So Alfaro Gustavo, uh, manager of Ecuador since 2020 and... Um, we uh, think he is. Uh, we he has been named to the final squad, as it were, even though, uh, in a sense, he would be naming himself. Let's move on to goalkeepers, and the way we do this is first we go through the names, the candidates, and then we're going to uh, basically say which ones made the squad and uh, remove from the list of those who didn't, and then we're going to kind of summarize the position at the end uh, of the section. And uh, at the end of the uh, media cast here, we'll go through the list again and figure out who uh, we think is going to be the starter. Okay, so for uh, names here, we had uh, no definite candidates, actually, but we did have um, uh, three likely candidates, Alexander Dominguez, uh, Ernan Galindez, and uh, Washington Moises Ramirez. I, I uh, see him being called Moises Ramirez now, so maybe uh, uh, that's the name you should be familiar with. We have a possible candidate in Pedro Ortiz, and then a possible but unlikely candidate, or two of them actually, in uh, Jorge Pinos and Gabriel Cevalos. Uh, and we will erase uh, Pinos and Cevalos from the list because they didn't make it. Uh, actually, our three likely candidates did. So Alexander Dominguez, Hernan Galindez, and uh, Moises uh, Ramirez. Uh, Pedro Ortiz did not make it, and we will remove him from the list, but uh, that's kind of an interesting one because he was the starter in the 2021 Copa America, so um, not making the squad there despite uh, starting in the recent uh, Copa America. Okay, let's finish with a little summary here. So uh, Ortiz started the 2021 Copa America, as mentioned. Um, 
but um, the supposed starter, uh, Dominguez, uh, returned to play seven games uh, since the 2021 Copa America. But Hernan Galindez also played seven games during this period, and uh, Ramirez started two, just two. So uh, Dominguez and Galindez each started a September friendly, uh, and Dominguez um, started the recent one in November. So it looks like a fairly uh, uh, even split between Dominguez and Galindez. I suppose we'd give a slight edge to Dominguez, uh, Alexander Dominguez going into the cup, but, um, you know, they played uh, pretty much an equal amount of games. Okay, let's move on to uh, defenders and uh, central defenders. And we have um, quite a few candidates, actually, uh, Ecuador, uh, kind of famously, in our books, famously, was one of the teams like Ghana, Mexico, and USA who were examining a lot of candidates uh, for this cup. And so there'll be a lot of hacking and hewing here um, to reduce that to 26 players. So uh, the definite candidates are Piero Incape and uh, Felix Torres. Uh, likely candidates, we have Robert Al, uh, Arboleda and Xavier Ariaga. Possible candidates, uh, Fernando Leon and Jackson Peroso. And then we have four possible but unlikely candidates. Uh, and rather than say these names twice, I'm just going to say them and then delete them because they uh, didn't make the squad. So, uh, Joshua uh, Quinones, Gustavo Valasila. Uh, Marlan Mejia and Luis Segovia, uh, none of them selected, those possible but unlikely players. And uh, we had three players who seemed to be off the squad. So Moises Caroso, Franklin Guerra, and Diego Almeida, uh, none of them making the squad there. And um, finally, uh, we had, uh, we talked in the main podcast about retired player Arturo Mina. Uh, so, uh, obviously, didn't make the squad because he's retired. Now, let's look at the main candidates and say which ones who made it. So, Piero Incape, uh, Incapi, um, did make the squad, as did Felix Torres. So, our two definite candidates making the squad there. Uh, Robert Arboleda um, made the squad, and as did Xavier Ariaga. Uh, so our two likely candidates also making the squad. And uh, the possible candidates, uh, Jackson Peroso did make the squad, uh, but Fernando Leon did not. And uh, believe it or not, despite all of the names that we dealt with there, they managed to fit in a new candidate. So um, the new candidate is uh, William Pacho. Uh, so he has been added to the squad, William Pacho. So I'll tell you a little bit about him because uh, he wasn't part of the uh, full player podcast. Uh, so he got his first appearance on the bench in September 2022, and he actually didn't start any of the remaining three games there uh, to, until November, but he was on the bench for two of those. However, he was not selected for the uh, November match. So he is 21 years old and um, uh, has no caps for the team. Uh, William Pacho, nevertheless, making the squad. Okay, so we'll just summarize the position there. And uh, uh, 
Hincape and Torres were the main players uh, since the 2021 Copa America. Uh, Perozo and Hincape started both September friendlies, though. Uh, Torres was not on the squad, but he did return in November, and there he paired with Xavier Ariaga. Um, uh, for the November game. So at the end, we'll say whether that has changed our view on who we think the starters are going to be. All right, moving on to left backs, we have a definite candidate in Purvis Estupinan and a likely candidate in Diego Palacios. Um, again, we'll do, we'll do a bit of hacking and hewing here uh, because none of these candidates made it, so I'll kind of uh, remove them from the list as we go. Possible but unlikely candidate, Christian Cruz and Lionel Quinones. Uh, neither of those two made it. And two uh, players who seem to be off the squad, Bader uh, Cachedo and Mario Pineda, um, also um, not making the final squad. However, uh, both of the uh, ones we had uh, as definite and likely did make the squad. So uh, Purvis Estupinan and Diego Palacios uh, going to the World Cup. Okay, uh, we'll summarize the position by saying Estupinan uh, had this position nailed down since the 2021 Copa America. He also started both friendlies, but uh, it was Palacios in the recent November friendly. So we'll um, actually, the starter there is pretty obvious, but we'll come back. Uh, let us go to uh, right backs, and uh, we have Byron Castillo as the uh, likely candidate, but we we are adding one. We're going to bring up a right winger. Um, oh my goodness, where is he? Uh, Angelo Preciado. Uh, I've lost the name. Okay, sorry, I'm going to have to write that in. Uh, Angelo Preciado here. Um, the uh, right winger, we moved him to right back because uh, that's where he has played uh, for the most part. Uh, he played right back in Copa America and usually in the following games. He has played as a right winger uh, during this period, but more often a right back. Uh, well, right backs often do play left, uh, right wing anyway. Uh, okay, so a bit of a surprise here. Uh, Byron Castillo, uh, our likely candidate, not making the squad. However, uh, Angelo, Angelo Preciada uh, did make the squad. So really, that's about the only surprise for Ecuador. Um, the possible but unlikely can... Oh, I did this all wrong. <laughs> I'm not supposed to announce who made it before going through the candidate. However, uh, we'll do the same thing here, kind of remove them as we go, because none of the possible but unlikely or players below that made the squad. So Jose Hurtado... Marcos Andre Lopez and Romario Cacciedo, uh, none of them making the squad. They were in the possible but unlikely category. And seemingly off the squad was Pedro Perlaza, uh, and he did not make the uh, final cut either. So just the one right back there, uh, Angelo Preciado. And uh, let's summarize the position. So Castillo and right winger Angelo Preciado uh, actually, some of the course, uh, some of my sources have now recoded him as a right back. Uh, those two shared the position since the 2021 Copa America. Uh, each one started in September, 
uh, in the September friendlies. And actually, Castillo played the November friendly uh, only to uh, find that he wasn't selected. And there is a reason uh, uh, behind this story. It's actually a pretty interesting story behind uh, Brian Castillo. There was controversy about his eligibility uh, filed by Chile, and they ended up being deducted three points from their 2026 World Cup campaign um, over this matter. And I think they actually uh, won the case in terms that he's been uh, cleared to play for Ecuador. But I, th I think there's the point deduction because of the way the paperwork was done. So it seems like the paperwork is at the center of the challenge. And um, there's still disagreement uh, whether he was born in Colombia or Ecuador, and even disagreement about his birthday. So I think the uh, birth documents uh, being the issue there. But um, the, the detail that kind of confused me was an Ecuadorian court decided he was eligible to play for Ecuador. Well, that seems a, a little self-interested, so um, I'd have to really research the details. Uh, it does seem like he was cleared by FIFA to play, but they nevertheless decided not to bring him along. So uh, Byron Castillo uh, not joining the um, the squad, and uh, that, that story will probably continue um, because it doesn't seem fully resolved yet. Okay, moving on to midfielders. We uh, have uh, defensive midfielders. So um, definite candidates Moises Cachedo and Carlos Gruezo. I should probably put Gruezo first there. Um, likely candidates Alan Franco and Jegson Mendez. Uh, we have uh, possible candidates in Jose Sifuentes and Michael Carcelan, and um, uh, possible but unlikely candidates, which I'm going to remove because none of them made it. Uh, but it's Dixon Arroyo, uh, Jordi Alcivar, Jao Ortiz, and Johnny Quinones, uh, none of them making the squad. So let's go back and deal with the others to see who made it among the more likely candidates. And it was uh, Moises Casado and Carlos Guedo. No surprise, our uh, definite candidates made it there. But so did the likely ones, Alan Franco and Jackson Mendez. So we will um, highlight both of those in green on, green on the YouTube graphic. And uh, among the possible, uh, one of them made it, Jose Sifuentes, but Michael Carcelan uh, didn't make it. Sifuentes was always the more likely uh, between those two anyway. Uh, in terms of uh, summarize, no, um, before we summarize the position, we'll look at the central midfielders because we usually deal with those together. And actually not many candidates uh, here uh, and none of them made it. So. Uh, possible but unlikely candidates, Jose Caraballi and Fernando Gabor, uh, neither of those making it. And, uh, well, seemingly off the squad, but really, uh, I think, retired Christian uh, Naboa. Uh, the veteran did play up until 2021, uh, the Copa America there, but uh, not after that. So uh, we just have the defensive midfielders here. Uh, and they play kind of both. So let's summarize the position. Uh, this is actually fairly settled since the 2021 Cup, with Gruezo uh, usually starting in the middle and Cachedo usually starting uh, on the left, kind of left central. 
the right side is less decided with uh, Sifuentes, Mendez and Franco generally sharing uh, the position, uh, although uh, they do pop up elsewhere in the central midfield uh, also. So it gets fairly complex and even the September friendlies uh, and the November friendly were complex, so I'll try to simplify it. Uh, Grueso uh, and Cachedo, the two most stable players, were not called up for the November friendly. Uh, but again, I'm presuming that's because they still had duties with their European club. So uh, they did appear... Um, uh, so they weren't called up for the November friendlies. They did appear in the September friendlies, which was a mishmash of all five players appearing in various positions. So there we have it. Uh, Cachedo and Grueso are the main candidates, uh, the other three kind of uh, popping in and out. Okay, uh, phew, that was kind of tricky. Let's move on to uh, the left midfielders. Um, uh, oh, okay, well, we don't have that uh, in the graphic because there are no candidates. Uh, and in short, um, they don't have... Uh, uh, anyone designated in this or in the right midfielder position. So it's defensive midfielders who play this role, as we saw in the last section. It's usually uh, Cachedo uh, playing on the left side if it's a three-man midfield. Okay, uh, moving on to right midfielders. I said we don't have any candidates, but uh, I mean kind of viable candidates. And part of the reason for that is because we have moved uh, Angel Mena, who is actually... Uh, coded as a right midfielder, we have moved him to um, uh, right winger over there. So we'll deal with him uh, a little bit later. Uh, the ones that are left are uh, a player who's seemingly off the squad, Renato Ibarra, Ibarra and a uh, the retired Antonio Valencia, who we talked about uh, in the main podcast, but obviously no longer on the team. So, yes, left and right midfielders, uh, no one selected, uh, no players in those positions. The defensive midfielders uh, handle it. So we kind of move upfield now to the uh, left wingers. And here we have no definite candidates, but we have a likely candidate in Jeremy Sarmiento and three possible candidates in Alexander Alvarado, Romario Ibera and uh, Jao Rojas, uh, sorry, Jao Rojas, uh, sometimes called Jao uh, Rojas Lopez. Uh, we also have a possible but unlikely candidate in um, Janner Carozo uh, and also a, a player seemingly off the squad, Washington Carozo, and we will remove those two Carozos from the list. Uh, neither of them making it. Uh, let's go back to the top and see. Uh, our likely candidates are um, Jeremy uh, Sar Sarmiento did make the squad. And uh, among the possible candidates, just one of the three made the squad. So Romario Ibera making the squad, but Alexander Alvarado and uh, Jao Rojas uh, not making the squad there. Uh, for the left wingers. So in summary of the position, uh, we do consider the upper left quadrant here. So it might be a left winger, left attacking midfielder, or a left forward. However, when it's a, a left winger, which is rarely used, uh, it's usually attacking midfielder Ayrton Preciado. 
Uh, otherwise, this position was filled by various players, but Sarmiento increasingly was used up until June 2022. However, in the September friendlies, it was uh, Romario Ibarra, uh, Ibarra uh, playing both games and uh, even starting the November friendly, but Sarmiento did sub in uh, for Ibarra. Oh, sorry, no. Um, uh, Sarmiento wasn't there for the November friendly because uh, he plays in Europe. Uh, um, so anyway, it was Ibarra in all three games, but Sarmiento did sub in at halftime uh, in one of the September friendlies there. Okay. So yeah, a little bit difficult to say uh, who is the starter there, but we'll come back and consider that at the end. Meanwhile, we move over to right wingers. So we did move Angel Mena. Uh, over to this position, and he is a likely candidate. And then the only other player here is uh, Freddy Mina, and that's partly because we moved uh, Angelo uh, Preciado, who was initially coded as a right winger. We moved him to right defense, if you recall. So just Angel Mina and Freddy Mina, uh, Angel Mena, I should say, and uh, Freddy Mina, M E N A versus M-I-N-A. Anyway, we will uh, say goodbye to Freddy Mina. He did not make the squad. And Angel Mena did make the squad. Uh, so let's look at the position. Uh, the position, when used, is primarily Angel Mena since the 2021 Copa America. It wasn't used in recent friendlies, the, uh, the position, but Mena started as a right attacking midfielder in one September friendly and as a right forward in the recent November uh, friendly. So, um, yes, not playing his trade as a winger, but as an attacking uh, midfielder or even a right forward. Okay, let us move on to the uh, forwards. We include, include uh, attacking midfielders in that discussion. We don't have actually many, well, we have many candidates. We don't have many likely candidates here. So let's go through the list. And actually, I will uh, erase as we go here because none of these candidates, except the last one uh, we'll talk about, uh, made the squad. So possible but unlikely candidates, Joe Jan uh, uh, Julio did not make the squad. And uh, uh, Danny Cabezas. Uh, did not make the squad. We also had three players. I said we'd be doing a lot of hacking and hewing here. We also have actually four players who seem to be off the squad, and none of them made it. Juan Cáceres, Fidel Martinez, uh, Junior Sornosa, and Damian Diaz, uh, none of them making the squad. Uh, but we had, uh, we had um, an injured player, Ayrton Preciado. So uh, we just had him as injured here. And otherwise, we would have had him as possible. And really, the reason is because we didn't know uh, what the situation was uh, with him. So uh, probably more than possible, but so much rested on his uh, injury, which was a fairly serious one, a fractured tibia uh, injury. But he has returned to uh, duty, and uh, they will be happy to have him back. So Ayrton Preciado uh, did make the squad. Uh, let's talk about the position. Uh, because as you see, we don't have a lot of um, uh, a lot of uh, players here, um, so um, perhaps that's why they often go with a four-three-three uh, formation. Actually, uh, ironically, Ayrton Preciado has never filled the role uh, when they have had a, cent a central attacking midfielder. 
Uh, we'll kind of have to see where uh, where he's going to be. I'm just looking um, in the 2021 Copa America. He lined up as a left winger in game three, uh, two and three, but as a co-forward in game four uh, there. And in Copa America 2019, he lined up as a left attacking midfielder. So, uh, yeah, maybe we'll see him um, um, on the left or right side of the forward line. Um, okay, yeah, but again, a bit of an unknown because he was injured for quite a long time. And that, by the way, was a fractured uh, tibia injury. Let me just see if I can uh, find some details on uh, what happened there. So he fractured his tibia from last February 2022, and that continued until the beginning of September. So that kept him out of the March and June uh, games in 2022. And uh, they were hoping he would recover in time and obviously relieved that he did. So Ayrton Preciado there. And uh, we'll move on to secondary strikers. We actually only had one possible but unlikely candidate here, uh, Walter Chala, and he didn't make the squad. So we can actually delete the whole category there and move on to the forwards. We have uh, three definite candidates, uh, Michael Estrada, Gonzalo Plata and Enna Valencia. And we have uh, four possible candidates, Jordi uh, Caicedo, Leonardo Campana, uh, Jorkaev Riasco and Nilsson Angulo. Um, I'm going to leave them there because uh, there is a candidate who made it amongst them. And uh, possible but unlikely, we have Jose Angulo and Brian Angulo and we can remove uh, those two from the list because they didn't make it. Uh, we also have a new candidate and uh, we will talk about him uh, shortly. Um, just give me a moment here. Uh, yes, new candidate uh, Kevin Rodriguez uh, will come back and actually introduce him. Uh, okay, let's go back and look at the definite candidate. So Michael Estrada uh, making the final squad. Gonzalo Plata and Enna Valencia, all three of them uh, making the squad. Among the possible, uh, Jordi Cachedo did not make it. Leonardo Campagna, not selected. However, uh, Jorkaev uh, Riasco did make the squad. And Nilsson Angulo, uh, uh, not making the squad. So that's uh, three Angulos, the poor Angulo clan. Uh, not having a good time in Ecuador for this World Cup selection. Uh, new candidate, Kevin Rodriguez. So he uh, is selected. He got his first cap in uh, November. So right uh, just before the cup there. And um, he subbed into that, uh, to, uh, to that game. And uh, he is uh, 22 years old and plays for uh, Imbabura, in Ecuador, uh, he's been with that club his whole life. So he must be in very good form, the 22-year-old, uh, to uh, uh, be suddenly brought to the squad this way. So uh, let's summarize the forward position. We can divide it into three parts, the left, right, and center, because they often do have uh, three uh, up at the top. So the left side is quite undecided. Uh, sometimes Anna Valencia uh, is in that position and various uh, other players like attacking midfielder Ayrton Preciado or, um, you know, recently uh, Romario Ibarra 
uh, bouncing in and out of the position. So actually, Ibarra played left forward both times uh, in the recent uh, uh, September friendlies. And uh, sorry, I just want to check and see who played it in November. Um, it was Ibarra again. So uh, actually kind of making a stronger bid uh, for that position as left attacking midfielder. On the right side, it was more stable uh, with basically uh, Angel Menya and uh, Plata, uh, Gonzalo Plata, sharing the position. So they each played left forward both times uh, in the September friendlies. And uh, Menya got the nod in November, but um, too much shouldn't be made of that because Plata was playing uh, in Europe uh, so wasn't on the squad. He plays for Real Valladolid in uh, Spain. Uh, for the centre forward, Estrada, uh, Michael Estrada or Ena Valencia are usually uh, in the middle as centre forwards. Uh, towards the end of the June there, uh, the June friendlies, uh, Jordi Cachedo and uh, Campania were both tried out. They both got starts in the June friendlies. Um, I guess they didn't impress because neither of them made it. So uh, it seems like September we're kind of down to the uh, to the Nugget squad, and Estrada or Valencia, uh, Estrada and Valencia shared the September friendlies, and then Estrada played uh, in November. But again, too much shouldn't be made of that because Valencia uh, was not on the team uh, playing for his club in Turkey. So there we go. It'll be interesting to come back to this and uh, try to predict who we think are going to be starters. Meanwhile, though, we're going to move on to uh, some statistics for the squad. And so um, we're looking at just the 26 players here. In the, uh, the um, full-length podcast, we did it for kind of all of the candidates they had before them. Now we've erased, I think, almost... Uh, uh, 35 to 40 of those candidates so we're just down to the uh, final squad and the average age of that final squad is 25.6 so uh, this is turning out to be uh, quite young uh, the average we have is 26.7 so we're finding the players in this world cup a little bit older so uh, ecuador with the young squad and i'll detail it a little bit with a list i made and um we can look at who's who, but um, uh, we'll do that right away here. Uh, but we do have four players who are 33 or older. Uh, we'll call them kind of senior players. Uh, but balancing that out, we have eight players who are 22 or younger. So we'll take a look at a list here. And we have uh, Erna Galindez and Alexander Dominguez, the uh, two goalkeepers, the oldest players on the squad, both 35. And um, uh, the other older players are Angel Mena at 34 and Ena Valencia at 33. Uh, and then actually between 33 and 28, we only have one player, Robert Arboleda. Uh, I thought he didn't make the squad. But anyway, uh, uh, only one player. He's 31. So uh, below him, everyone is 28 or younger. At the bottom of the... Uh, at the bottom of the thing, we have eight players who are 22 or, or younger. And uh, we're looking at kind of who are the are these big players or are they just kind of bench players working their way in? Turns out several of them are big players. Uh, Gonzalo Plata is, uh, uh, you know, a fairly regular starter. Uh, 
the both players who were brought in new are in this uh, category too, so there are some younger ones. But the uh, bottom three on the list, Moises Cachedo at 21, Piero Hincape at 20, and Jeremy Sarmiento at 20, are all uh, kind of important members of the squad. So uh, that looks good actually for the future uh, in terms of... Um, you know, after the World Cup and uh, rebuilding the squad. I'm sure some players uh, um, will disappear uh, there. Okay, the average number of caps is 24.2. So uh, we compare this with other teams and they are quite low there. So uh, that suggests they're fairly inexperienced. I guess with all those young players, it shouldn't be a surprise. Uh, the average is 32.9. Uh, among the teams I've done so far. So uh, fairly inexperienced, and I have a little graphic for that, but we won't spend too long on it. Uh, Anna Valencia is at the top, the most experienced player, with 74 caps, and Alexander Dominguez, the goalkeeper, with 68. After that, we take a precipitous drop to Angel Marina, uh, Mena at 46. Uh, so... Um, you know, and then there's kind of the middle group. And then we have uh, six players with 10 caps or less. Uh, Jeremy Sarmiento, uh, who plays for Brighton, uh, with nine caps, uh, probably the uh, biggest name among those. All right, we move to total goals. That is uh, 74. So these players have 74 goals among them. Of course, it's a kind of an inexperienced squad, so that's going to make it a bit lower. Uh, but the average is 107 among the 12 teams that I've done so far. So uh, they are quite low on the goal-scoring front. And uh, a little statistic we run just to compare doesn't mean much in itself, the total goals per cap. Uh, but Ecuador is 11.8. The average of the teams I've done so far is 12.6. So again, uh, pretty low on the scoring, and actually the little chart I'm going to show will uh, make that pretty clear. So Enna Valencia, of course, uh, their big scorer, and uh, he has a, a rate of 47%. Uh, so that is, uh, um, that doesn't make sense, 33 and 74. Okay, well, we'll ignore these two columns and just look at the uh, percentages here. Uh, Anna Valencia, 47.3, and uh, Michael Estrada uh, at 22.9. Actually, even for a forward, 22.9% uh, scoring ratio is not great. That's about one in five games, you know. And then everyone uh, below that uh, is 16% or below. So Angel Mina and Gonzalo Plata around 15% uh, um, there. And uh, so this is not looking good. And then the other players don't uh, don't really score that much. They're all uh, the best ones. Four of them are around 10 or 11, 10 to 12 percent. And in fact, uh, two of them are central defenders. So uh, a little struggle getting goals and maybe over reliant on uh, on Anna Valencia there. Okay, well, we move on to some summaries. So uh, we will begin with notable non-selections. And even though we had him just as a possible candidate, I'm going to put uh, Pedro Ortiz on the list because he was the starter in the 2021 
Copa America. I mean, that was a bit of a surprise, but uh, uh, yeah, kind of, kind of uh, a steep, uh, a steep um, uh, roof is what I want to say. Kind of went up quickly and down quickly. Pedro Ortiz. Uh, and also uh, Byron Castillo, the story we told in the podcast about uh, questions over his eligibility. So we did have him as a likely candidate. And uh, my sense of the story was that they just didn't want to risk bringing him, uh, uh, especially uh, until it's really kind of firmly decided as to what his status is. And as I said, they've already lost three points in the next qualification over this situation so that's kind of interesting uh new candidates uh, no sorry the next category is surprise inclusions and uh, we don't have any none of the players that we got uh were from the possible but unlikely or seems to be off the squad so uh, we feel good about uh, the accuracy of our predictions there no surprises for ecuador new players we have two of them uh, central defender William Pacho and uh, forward Kevin Rodriguez. So um, they managed to find their way onto the squad at the very end there. Uh, for updates on injury, we begin with those who have recovered from injury. So Ayrton Preciado, we talked about him uh, as we went through the players. So uh, they will be happy to have him back. Uh, we have three other categories, uh, injury doubt, but still on the roster. Um, uh, Ecuador is looking good here with uh, not uh, uh, no injuries to uh, be concerned about. Um, players drop due to injury. There are none. So again, uh, uh, Ecuador lucky as far as that goes. And uh, injured, but was not a strong candidate anyway. Uh, we have one player. Uh, Jao Rojas Lopez. So uh, we did have him as a possible candidate. So perhaps his uh, injury uh, contributed to his not being selected. But we don't really think so because uh, uh, he hadn't been um, uh, starting. He, he, well, started two of their games uh, since the 2021 Copa America and was subbed in for three. So, yeah, maybe it was uh, as, uh, the reason. Uh, but again, we had him as a possible candidate, and his uh, injury was from July 2022, and it was ongoing until now with an unknown return date. So whether it was through injury or uh, just selection, uh, he didn't make the squad. Okay, we're going to uh, finish with the uh, predicted starters. Okay, let's start with the manager, uh, Alfaro Gustavo. So we'll uh, kind of say uh, he is a starter in a sense. And um, let's move on to the goalie. So we have three candidates as uh, goalies, and they are uh, Alexander Dominguez and uh, Hernan Galindez and Wellington Moises Ramirez. So uh, at the end of the previous podcast, we really couldn't form a decision. Uh, we felt that uh, Dominguez and Galindez had an equal chance. Uh, so... Uh, we, no, I'm not really convinced they're going to be rotating. It's more a matter that we can't decide between the two. Um, uh, each of them started one of the September friendlies, and then Domingo started in November. So we think that gives him an edge, but not enough to say that he's going to be the starter and Galindez is not. So uh, we edge toward Dominguez, but we'll have um, 
leave it the way it was. Okay, for central defenders, we have uh, Piero Hincape, uh, Felix Torres, Robert Arboleda, Xavier Ariaga, Jackson Peroso, and William Pacho. Those are our candidates. So we had nominated Hincape and Torres. Uh, as almost definitely the starters. We were pretty confident about that, and we marked them in green. Uh, we still think, actually, it's going to be those two, Hincape and Torres, uh, though our confidence was a bit uh, a bit shaken by Peroso and Jackson, uh, each getting starts in the recent friendly. But perhaps they were just giving them experience, so that's the way we're going to view it. And we're going to stick with uh, Hincape and Torres as the starters. At the left back, it's fairly clear. Uh, Estupian Purvis, the other candidate, it's Diego Palacios. But we think he'll be the backup. Uh, on the right back, well, we uh, we ended the um, previous podcast, the full-length podcast, by uh, thinking that Castillo and Preciado would share the position uh, or else, you know, we had them in yellow, which may indicate also that we weren't really sure uh, if there was going to be a starter. Uh, we would have it the same way here, except Byron Castillo has not been brought along because of that controversy. So uh, that seems to give the position to Un uh, Angelo Preciado by default. So uh, right back, um, Angelo Preciado pretty likely there. Uh, defensive midfielders, and really these are kind of um, uh, include right and left uh, midfielders. We have Moises Cacciato and Carlos Grueso, uh, Alan Franco, Jackson Mendes, and Jose Sifuentes. Uh, so we had Grueso and Cacciato as the starters, and we're going to stick with that. So we'll just uh, uh, highlight those two as starters. And then rather uh, rather than hammer out who played where in the recent friendlies, we'll just kind of nominate all three. Uh, so Sifuentes, Mendez, and Franco as possible starters. But we do give a nod to Sifuentes, who started all three September games, one of them actually as an attacking midfielder, uh, September and November games and then we give a uh, nod so we yeah we give a nod we give an anti-nod what's the opposite of a nod we give a still head we give a still head to franco who among the three uh, uh kind of plays the least even though he was a likely candidate we kind of uh, view him at the bottom of the three. He just started one of those three friendlies. Nevertheless, our conclusion is to mark them all in yellow, thinking that uh, they'll kind of be rotating uh, the positions. Uh, over to uh, right midfielders. No, sorry, uh, left wingers. Then we have Jeremy Sarmiento and Romario Ibarra. This is a bit of an interesting one. Um, uh, we actually hadn't nominated a starter for this position in the main podcast, but on reflection, we should have. We should have put Sarmiento as a possible starter because he was moving into the position. However, the recent friendlies uh, changed that uh, with Ibera starting all three. So uh, as we noted, Sarmiento was probably playing for, or was playing for his European club for the November game. Uh, so we're not convinced Ibarra has taken the position from Sarmiento, uh, but it kind of leaves it up in the air. Uh, 
uh, as to which of those will start. And then mitigating this is the fact that Ayrton Preciado uh, may be a candidate as a starter also now that he has returned from his injury. So uh, we have a bit of confusion over there. Uh, so we're going to put Sarmiento and Ibera as um, as portables, and we're going to add uh, attacking midfielder Preciado to that grouping. It'll be interesting to see what they do in the cup. Uh, the right winger position is um, uh, we have Antel Mena, who's coded as a right midfielder, but uh, we do think Mena will be. Uh, um, hang on. Uh, no, I don't think he's going to be a starter because I think it's a fairly even bid between him and Gonzalo Plata. So I'm, uh, I'm, uh, I'm changing this on the fly because I was, I was having in my notes to uh, Mark Angel Mena, but uh, as I'm talking, I'm a bit doubtful. So Mena and Plata, uh, they're uh, maybe rotating. Uh, and finally, uh, the, the uh, forward position, uh, Michael Estrada and Enna Valencia uh, rotating. And um, a bit of confusion was caused by uh, players being uh, tried out uh, towards the end there in June. So we didn't see as much who would be in the position. But in September, it returned to business as usual. But that was Estrada and Valencia each starting one. And uh, we, we can only say that Estrada started the November game because uh, Valencia wasn't available. So we're not sure. However, uh, my sense of it is uh, Estrada is a portable, uh, but Enna Valencia, I think he'll be on the field uh, if it's not as a center forward, then as a left forward, or I think he is more likely to be on the field, an important player for them. So I'm hedging my bets quite a bit here. But there we go. That is the starting lineup. I don't know if it all adds up to 11, uh, but there we have it. Okay, uh, well, we'll uh, just finish with some closing thought. Does the select and uh, change our opinion about their chances? Well, the answer would be no. Um, it doesn't change our opinion because uh, what came out was very much what we uh, predicted and expected. So uh, really, if we go back to the discussion in the team podcast, which we won't repeat here, uh, nothing has really changed. So... Um, I'm going to end the podcast with that. If you want to kind of know what our thinking is, you can go back to the um, mostly the, the team podcast, so the group on, on Group A, uh, and a little bit in the full-length podcast. Okay, well, that brings us to the end of this media cast. Keep in mind, we may be editing together a list of the bios of the 26 final candidates. Uh, that actually will just be an edited version of the full-length podcast rather than a new podcast or a new media cast. And if we do it, it'll come out in the first few days of the Cup. Uh, it's a bit of a time crunch here. Um, Okay, but meanwhile, keep an eye on us at Soccer Files uh, Canada. That's Soccer Files with a PH in the middle and an S at the end. And we have lots of other podcasts, so you can check them out uh, at our website. Whoops, I forgot to show the closing picture again on my screen. I always do that. Uh, yes, or you can just uh, put uh, Soccer Files Canada into Google or YouTube and we will come up. Thanks very much for listening and we'll see you uh, for our next team.